Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. This is Off the Bench, and you guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Wednesday, the 1st of September, and today I am just blessed and honored to have a treasured friend on the show with me today. Jennifer Strickland is here, and we're going to be talking a lot about the headlines and what the role that Christians need to play in the culture is right now. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Washington State was once admired for its public schools, its thriving economy, the safety of our cities, and our raw natural beauty. People wanted to move here. Now, they want to leave. The truth is, the radical left has been chipping away at our great state for a long time. They spent literally the last 30 years dismantling brick by brick the very virtues and values that made Washington State a sought-after place to live and work. The Democrats' assault on public safety through the demonization of police officers trying to do their job is threatening to our peace of mind and to the safety we have long enjoyed in the district. In fact, the disastrous policies of woke bureaucrats have emboldened criminals by allowing them to avoid conviction and incarceration. I've had enough. We can do better. The dream that Martin Luther King had for this country is quickly fading as once again we're focusing more on skin color than on character. Have you had enough? Because the left is just getting started. Our constitutional walls have been breached. Even our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms is being threatened. I've had enough. This must not stand. It's time for a change in leadership. And the only way to combat the bold, hostile takeover of our American way of life is to elect bold leaders who love this country and are willing and ready to fight for her. I'm Heidi St. John, and I'm running for Congress because I know that together we can turn the tide and restore America to the values that have made her the greatest nation on earth. If you've had enough of weak Republican leadership and dangerous Democrats, I invite you to join me in the fight for the soul of America. There's no time to lose, and I'm just getting started. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John. So thanks for listening today. You guys, a couple of things. Uh, First of all, wanted to remind you that tonight I will be at Marshall Park in Vancouver, Washington with my friend Ray Reynolds and my family will be there. We're going to be leading you guys in worship and just spending some time out in the open air, inviting the Holy Spirit to, uh, to just flood our area and pray over what is happening in Washington State and in CD3 in particular. And we just want to invite you, if you're from Portland, it doesn't matter, come on over, come pray with us. Let's lift our hands and our voices to the Lord. And uh, we've got several area pastors coming and about six different areas of concern that we're going to be bringing before the Lord. And so I want to just invite you to come to that tonight. That's happening at Marshall Park. All right. Jennifer Strickland is back on the show with me today. Some of you guys might remember her. Uh, She is an author and a speaker. She has an amazing testimony of just God's faithfulness in her life. She's teaching uh, her Bible study, Beautiful Lies, to the women at MomStrong International right now. Uh, She's a voice for this generation, and I'm so thankful that she's here today. Jennifer, my friend, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me on, Heidi. It's fun to have you back here. And it, frankly, it's just calming for me. <laughs> you have a, you have a, you have a, a, a quietness about your, just your spirit. And I so appreciate it because the world feels like it's on fire right now. Well, I mean, I feel like I'm on fire sometimes too. My mm-hmm. my brain feels a little bit on fire, but you know, we were just praying before the podcast and 
um, you know, God, he's, Jesus is the Prince of Peace and we, we've got to come back and connect with him in, in times like these. There's so much going on in the world to make us upset and angry and grieved and Mm. frustrated. Mm -hmm. And we've all felt those things. I've felt those things. Um, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. My husband would be like, what, what'd you just say? She's crazy Mm -hmm. around here. (laughs) But the truth, but the the truth is that when we really, especially if I'm going to get on your podcast or go out there and speak, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. It can't be, it can't be me. Well, this is not our battle to fight. This is God's battle. And we really got to seek his face right now. Yeah, it's true. And I think, you know, yesterday uh, I was on on the podcast, I was answering the question is, is the nation under judgment? And I think, you know, and I I took them through, you know, what happened in, in Daniel's time. And there's so many evidences in, in God's word that shows us God is patient, but he's not going to be mocked forever. And it really does feel now like the nation and in fact, the world is under judgment and we had it coming and it begins in the house of God. And so we have been, you know, you and I have been talking about this for a while because you write for uh, for me over at Momstar International and doing such a great job, by the way, with Beautiful Lies. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. It's been so fun getting to know your women and I think it's just incredible. It's an awesome group of women that you lead and they've just been super gracious. So I love it. Well, it's just, it's been, it's been amazing. I think just to have, to have your voice in this for this season. And one of the things that I really want, there's so many things I want to talk to you about, but um, about what's happening right now and around the world. I mean, just before we were, we came on the show, you were talking about um, the way that things are going down right now in Afghanistan. Uh, when you're when you're watching the headlines, I mean, every morning I wake up and I don't even want to look at the news now because I'm just like, what horrible! It's like watching a horror movie play out in real life. Like, what horrible thing are we going to be subjected to this morning, or what awful thing happened overnight? What are the headlines that are grabbing your attention right now? Well, you know, I think it's the Bible in Isaiah that says that you know, in the end times, people are going to call good evil and evil good. Mm-hmm. And that that's exactly what's happening right now. Uh, the headlines are saying, and our president is saying, this is such a wonderful thing. We've ended the war in Afghanistan. Um, it's so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But it's not good. It, it, it's not good at all. And one of the reasons for me personally that I find it so so saddening and and honestly stressful as a woman is because I wake up every day and I think about the fact that we just gave $85 billion mm-hmm. worth of military equipment to rapists and murderers. Yep. And we're now talking about recognizing the Taliban as a, you know, institutional government in the world that we're going to respect and, and we're going to pat them on the back and say how great they were. The truth is, the truth is, is that they stone and lash women publicly. Yep. The truth is that they burn down little girls' schools. Yep. You know, the truth is, is that... Every girl under 15 is taken as a forced sex slave and bride. And women over 25, their husbands are killed and those women are sold for the sex trade. So I find it interesting that 
any news station anywhere, or even our president, um, and I don't want to make this about him because this is a very long standing funding of the Taliban that has gone on for a very long time. The America's America supported, you know, Pakistan for a very, very long time and Pakistan funds the Taliban. So this has been going on for a really long time, but right now at this moment in history, we lost the war. We lost Mm -hmm. the war. And not only that, we, we funded, we armed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've armed, (laughs) we've armed the enemy. We've armed the enemy and this enemy is so barbaric. You know, I I think it's important for, for women in this country and those that stand, stand up for gay rights. I, I have people I love very much who stand up for women's rights and gay rights and I, and gay rights are human rights. We don't Mm -hmm. want to get off on the LGBT blah, blah. I don't want to get off on that. But what I want to say is they don't just make fun of homosexual people. They murder them. Yeah. Oh yeah. They throw them off of rooftops too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they cut off members of their bodies, of the men's bodies. Okay, they 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 recently just gouged out the eyes of a female police officer. Be, why? Because she, you know, grew up under, you know, American influence, was able to go to school, was able to become a police officer. So these women who became police officers, these women who became journalists, these women who became leaders in their communities, they're having their eyes gouged out and they're being Mm. burned at the stake. And I'm not, I know that you open this podcast like, I hope you'll be encouraged. Okay, (laughs) let, let, let let me just give a charge. Let me just give a charge to the women of God. We are not oppressed in this country. Nope. Okay. We are not oppressed. And, and, and when I saw women in 2017 wearing the pink knit hats, you know, the pink vagina hats is yep, what they yep, called them, yep, yep. on Washington, I, I looked at them then and, you know, charging Washington with their signs and they're screaming and they're yelling. And it was very confusing. What are they marching about? We already have women's rights in this country. We already have the, if you want to abort your child, you have the right to do it. I, I, I don't agree with it, but you have the right to do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to get a sex change operation, you have the right to do it. Okay. If you want to marry anyone you want, you have the right to do it. You have the right to become the president of the United States in this country. What are they screaming about? And at that time, way back then, I thought to myself, I'm not oppressed. I do not align with this. I do not align with this. What I want to know is, are American women going to begin using their voice for women who are truly oppressed because mm-hmm. the women under Sharia law, it makes me shiver. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I am literally viscerally. Um, it's like coursing through my veins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fact that when they, you know, the exes on the, their homes and, oh, yeah. you know, if there's a woman in the home and that they're going to walk up to that home with machine, machine guns that we paid for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're yeah. going to murder these women with our arms. Mm-hmm. That's what women in this country should be using their voices for. Not to beat each other alive. Not, You know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. think we have to shift our focus to what it really means to be oppressed. Mm-hmm. And what the heck our government is doing funding the terrorists. Mm-hmm. 
that's an important question for mm-hmm. all of us to ask. And I don't care who you voted for. We all need yeah. to know. Why well, is I, that? Most of, the, most of the Biden voters are pretty quiet right now. <laughs> I'm not hearing a whole lot of love coming out. I think it's horrifying. You know, and I, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the thing that's appalling to me is the amount of what appears to me to just be brainwashing in the country. I mean, we've got, we've got, you know, Afghanistan is on fire and you know what, the the question of whether or not the, the United States should have withdrawn from the country isn't really even on the table because of the disastrous way that it was handled. And so could they have gotten out of, should we have gotten out of the country and ended a 20 year war that we were never going to win? Probably. Was this the way to do it? Absolutely not. And and as I'm watching what's going on, I think I saw in the news, was it yesterday, two days ago, uh, they're hanging people from from the bottoms of American Black Hawk helicopters and flying around with these bodies hanging from the bottoms of helicopters. And that's our Black Hawk helicopter. And they're poking their finger now. China has been completely emboldened uh, and they're threatening uh, people over all all around this part of the world. We're watching what happens when America leads from behind. We're watching what happens when we when we are weak in the world, and we are because Biden is a, is a, well, he's he's a terrible leader. I don't even think he's the leader, but that's a whole other podcast. But I guess the question, and I, I want to kind of bring you into talking with me about this because we're getting, I get so many questions at Mailbox Monday every single day. I could sit here. I just pulled it up right now just to to read to you. You know, um, Heidi, my mom is um, refusing to come over and see me because my children don't have the vaccine. You know, Heidi, blah, blah. I mean, there's so much division and so much hurt and so much anger. And we have an opportunity in the middle of all this to use our voices to bring hope and healing. And we are supposed to be doing that, right? We're supposed to be using our voices. It's what I try to do at the podcast. And like I told you before, you know, I'm just finishing up a book. And the last month has been really hard for me because I'm like a bowling ball that keeps going off into the left gutter. <laughs> I don't really have anything when I'm writing. I'm having such a hard time. And yet, and yet I'm told that we are supposed to be, as Christians, using our voices for freedom. It starts by admitting what's going on and taking a stand for righteousness, but we're having a hard time doing that right now, I think, because mm-hmm. there's so we're so I mean, I'm weary. What are we going on of this now? Jennifer, 18 months? Mm-hmm. Uh everybody's weary. Everybody's yeah. weary. And so mm-hmm. in that weariness, I mean what is what do you do when you're tired? You're more likely to snap at somebody, you're more likely to, you know, say the thing you wish you hadn't said on social media or whatever it is. And we're tired now. So how do we even do that when we're just having a hard time putting one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a, that's a question that we all have. And we know that, that Jesus says, come, you know, come to me when, mm-hmm. when you're, weir- when you're weary and you're burdened and we're weary and burdened. And he says, come to me um, and take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he says, mm-hmm. and learn from me learn from me for I'm gentle and humble of heart. So he says, come to me, learn from me and take from me and let yoke yourself with me. And I think that is, that is the call for all of us right now is to say, what does it mean to, uh, to walk with you right now, Jesus? Mm -hmm. And, and 
we've got martyrs and we've got, you know, mm-hmm. we, are, we, we, we call ourselves a Christian nation, but we just left a lot of Christians in enemy territory who wanted to get out. Yes, we did. And yeah, and we've got missionaries and um, we've got all kinds of, you know, people who are going over there that are not our government at all, who are working on getting all of these people out. I mean, I know several organizations of people that are over there, even though our government left them there. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's just a delusion going on. You know, you say most of the, you know, Biden supporters are are silent and that may be true. And and I've noticed that as well. Uh, But I actually have gone on Twitter and looked at Biden and, and Kamala and, going, okay, what do you, what are you guys saying? And what are people saying back at you? You know what a lot of um, their followers are saying is good job. You're so courageous. It's so awesome. Thank you for ending this amazing war. Um, and I wow. saw enough of those comments today where I just thought they're, they're deluded. Mm-hmm. They're deluded. Not that they're bad people. I listen, I, I understand what it is to be under delusion. I've, I've, I've had seasons of my life where I believed you know, things that were not true. Um, and so I don't say that with judgment, but I say that I'm concerned, you know, and that, that we're so deluded as a nation to say that this was any kind of a victory. It was not, it was, it was a horrendous, horrendous defeat, but more so we have now built up the armaments of our enemies to the point that their power is greatly, greatly emboldened, not only to spread through country to country for me. It's about that little 12-year-old girl. It's about that journalist. It's it's about that gay man. It's about the people. It's about the one hanging from the helicopter. But even worse, the little girl being beaten into submission and sold as a sex slave Mm -hmm. that we'll never know about, Mm -hmm. you know. And so my heart, you know, the Bible says that, you know, if if you close your ears to the cry of the oppressed, uh, the Lord will close his ears to you. He will close his ears to you. And so for me, this is a time for women in America to say, I am from the land of the brave and the home of the free. Mm -hmm. Okay. What does that mean? That means that my children are going to be free to see Mm -hmm. their grandchildren, grandparents. Mm -hmm. That means that, and I would, I would, the biggest thing I have, I know so many, so many people like that lady wrote, wrote that letter to you. I, so many mom, I, you know, I live in Texas, so we have all these people here Mm -hmm. moving from California and a lot of them are at odds with their families in California. A lot of their parents don't, you know, refusing to come and see their grandchildren. That's their choice. Um, But at the same time, I would just, Oh my gosh. The the best thing we can do is pray for them and love them and encourage. Um, what is, uh, there's no fear in love, right? Right. This mm-hmm. is from first John. How do you cast out the spirit of fear? Because fear is a spirit. You do it with love. Mm-hmm. You do it with love. You do not fight that fire with fire. So now you, this you, is, this is a tough one because as you and I were talking about right before this, you know, right before this started, we're, people are hurting right now and they're angry 
And then you're dealing with, we're dealing with what feels, what can only feel like a, a blindness. And we're seeing, I mean, ch- church leaders um, coming against church leaders. We're watching division in families. And you were saying at the onset, right before we started uh, talking about this, you you were saying that you that you went through a period in your life where you believed a lie. And the thing that brought you out of it was what? Love. Yeah. For sure. For sure, in, in in a couple different seasons of my life, but um, yeah, I was under a controlling, very controlling church. Uh, it was the first church that I ever attended after I found the Lord, and I was there for about three and a half years. And um, you know, there was, the, and the church controlled the information that I was receiving which is what's happening right now. Um, Mm -hmm. We have to realize that the people in our, in our lives that we love deeply. Okay. Who are afraid. They are receiving information that is fueling that fear on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And you know what? My husband and I were talking about it the other day. We're just not afraid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're just not afraid. And we're like, what's, what's different about us? Why are we not afraid? We're not, well, we're not afraid because I mean, we've got, <laughs> we've got God and God says 365 times in the Bible, not to fear. The best thing that I think that we can do is to drive out that fear is to love deeply and forgive, you know, to love deeply. And, and when it comes to the body of Christ, um, you know, as Christians, The scriptures say that we are to be of the same mind, we're to have the same love towards one another, that we're to be knit together, that means bonded in the spirit with what? One purpose. What is our one purpose? It's to spread the gospel. My one purpose is not to convince my family members that they shouldn't be vaccinated. I will share information. Mm -hmm. I will ask for, would you like my input? Do, Do you... Do, do you want to know what I think of that? It, it's polite to ask, do you even want my input? Because a lot of times they really don't. A lot of times right, they right. don't. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's better to keep the relationship than to be right. Mm-hmm. And um, Ephesians says we're to be completely humble and gentle, patient, bearing with one another in love. That is so hard. And I'm, I'm, I'm reading that verse, preaching it to myself too, because it, when you talk to people who truly believe that they need to live in fear, okay. It's so frustrating. You feel like you're banging your head against the wall, but I have to remember that there was a time in my life where I believed lies, where I was deluded. I was in a mind control group. It turned out I didn't think I was when I was mm-hmm. in this group, this particular church that, that I attended. But I discovered afterwards I actually was. And it was love and patience and gentleness and also presenting information to me. I remember when I um, finally left the church that they gave me a big file box they gave me a big file box of information, of testimonies and articles and stories about how this group had controlled in the minds of the of, of the attendees and how it had hurt them. And I very slowly began going through the information. So I think right now, like I'm at a time where what if I just present the information, but I present it in love and respect? Mm-hmm. Because that's what, 
Without honor, they won't hear you, Heidi. Mm -hmm. They won't, they won't hear you. It, you know, and so, and so if the gal wants to, to bridge the relationship with her mom, honor, honor, honor it. Mom, I understand. I respect the fact that you're afraid, but I want you to know, mom, I am not afraid. I am not afraid. And I love you. And I want to see you. What can I do for you to come visit, for you to feel comfortable, for you to feel safe? And if that mom says, I want you to get the vaccine, then you can come back and say, I'm not comfortable with that. And I need you to honor my choice too. Mm-hmm. I need you to honor my choice too. So if we can honor one another, we can have relationship. If we don't yeah. honor one another, we will not have relationship. And that's part of part of the problem that's going on with the church right now. Yeah, people are dishonoring really one another. Yeah, it's tearing people apart. Yeah, it really is. Well, and, and and this is the spirit. This is the spirit of the age. I mean, this the spirit of the age. You know, I've been talking about this on the podcast for a long time. You know, this idea of abandonment, wrath. That you know, the only thing that would need to happen for us to just implode on ourselves is for God to remove His hand of protection from our country, from our thinking. You know, and the Bible says, "I didn't give you a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind." Well, we're we're watching that power and love and a sound mind. Uh, we're losing it right now in so in so many ways. And yet God says, I'm here. Nothing that's happening around you is taking me by surprise. I mean, I spent three months teaching the women at Mom Strong International through, you know, walking them, taking them through the book of Revelation. These are the beginnings of birth pains. And we know that the whole world is growing under the weight of sin, but uh, our job as Christians hasn't changed. It's to tell, it's to speak the truth. And how do we do that? We speak the truth in love. And I love, I love the reminder that you're given us. And I needed it too. Cause I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of burned out on the whole thing. I'm just going to be honest. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm burned out on it. I'm, I've run out of patience for it. It's very frustrating for me to watch what's happening to this country that I love so much. And to so many people who are just, you know, living um, under so much tyranny right now. And it's very, very hard, but we need to be remembering that we are ambassadors of the Lord Jesus. And that one day soon, uh, we're going to be faced, all of us are going to be face to face with him. We are. And uh, this life is short and we have an opportunity to do what God wants us to do. Jennifer, it's always so encouraging to talk to you. We had, um, I'm, I'm out of time for today, but you and I had it on our hearts to talk about uh, forced vaccination and what should the Christian response be to it? Would you be willing to come back tomorrow and let's pick this thing up where we left off? I would love that. <laughs> That's a good I'd one. be I'd be encouraged. I think uh, I think this is a topic that I had written down that I really wanted to get to with you because I thought your thoughts on it were really good. They're very biblically based, and I think this is the question of this generation of believers: What do we do? Here we are. We didn't see this coming, and yet here we are. What's the, what is the response? So, um, I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, have you back tomorrow, and we will pick up that hot potato and run with it. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Heidi. You guys, for more information on Jennifer Strickland, I will link back to her website today. A lot of you already know she has been teaching over at um, Mom Strong International. She's doing a great job over there. You can find Jennifer at her website, You Are More, the letter U, the letter R, and the word more, youaremore.org. Thanks for listening today, everybody, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.